Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. We missed you last week, but we're back. This is Chad the Mark along with Mr. Brown, Canadian Biggie. And fellas, you know what? I needed a week of reprieve because after going through the summer with just every single sport giving us something, all we've had is like the NFL here really lately. And I just needed a little break and I got able to reassess a little bit. And in the meantime, we've kind of had a lot happen. You know, we had the Masters, the NBA draft. We got some trades going on. We got baseball awards that have come. I mean, there's actually been a lot happen. So I think it's fair for us to come back and talk about some of these things. Is it not? Yeah, I feel like it's uh, something we should cover, something we talk about, give our input, expert input. <laughs> yes, that, that's where it is. And, of course, as always, we're going to give you our NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week, where Biggie and myself, if we worked for Bleacher Report, we'd be number one and number two. I'm just going to tell you, if I worked for Bleacher Report right now, I wouldn't make my picks this week until they gave me a pay raise. <laughs> Mr. Brown wouldn't even be in last, and he's, mm. like, kicking himself for mm. the season he's having. But when he found out that, what, you would be fourth? That's that's a little that's that's a that's a boost of the morale, is it not? I'm getting over 500 in the next two weeks. <laughs> you you know you could do it this week. I, I probably will. We'll we'll see how that goes later ten, in the show. First ten of four this year. <laughs> All you got to do is just get above eight. You'll be fine. So let let's start. I did not watch the NBA draft because, as I've told you guys before, I don't have a rooting interest. I don't have a team that I follow like you guys do with the Bulls. So what happened last night? Well, what's Before we get into the draft, let's yeah. talk about some hot stove on the NBA. You're, all right. Because that, that happened first before the draft All right, last so let's night. go to that with so some it, of the It kind of led into it. So we had some trades. We had Chris Paul went to the Suns. Okay. I, I got to tell you, Chris Paul down there with Devin Booker and the young pieces they have, I love that fit. And I already saw a video of – Chris Paul and Devin Booker in the gym working out together. So, I think that uh, I'm a, go ahead. I, I think CP3, who I love the dog, has just enough left in the tank to make Real that Suns team run. Real quick, though, like Rubio got traded in that. He's back to right. Minnesota back where to he Minnesota. started. Right, so it, it's straight up Paul is the guy in Phoenix now. Who who was the best team in the bubble? They just didn't make the playoffs. Hey, who's backing up CP3 in Phoenix, boys? Our boy Javon Carter. Yeah. Well, I, you love it, right? You love CP3 in Phoenix? I do. <laughs> You're full of shit. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. You know what version they're getting this this time around? They're getting the Carlton version on his uh, insurance commercials. It's not unusual <laughs> to be loved. That's what you. they're getting in this trade. At some point, it's going to fall off. He... He's a he's a field general. He, he, he controls the floor. He looks like he's forty five. He he's uh, this is going to be bad, guys. His game has never been based off pure athleticism. Look what he did last year in Oklahoma City, a team that is projected to not make the playoffs, ended up with a five seed. Look, if he stays healthy, which is questionable, the Suns are in the playoffs, and he's an addition for that team that helps them in the future. He's going to be out there dancing like Carlton, right? I, I think you're lucky if you're Phoenix if you get one year. Out of him, that's yeah, like you're only looking for one. Yeah, don't like, get me wrong. I'm not a fan of Rubio next year. Either. I'm not a fan of Rubio. No. No. But if you get next year of Paul at an All Star level, and then it's a complete fall off, you kind of have to expect that he's going to be 35. Just for selfish reasons, I'm hoping he can be like a mentor for uh, Javon Carter out there, who's a bulldog, and you know we love him because he's a West Virginia boy. But dude showed out in the bubble and played really well and if you know he could get a more well-rounded game maybe that's the guy who takes the reins over eventually it'd be nice hey, i can only with hope. uh with with paul's injury history and the fact that he is getting older as a west virginia fan i'm glad that's he's who gotten he, some playing time I'm glad that's who he's backing up all right what, what else so happened we had uh, dennis schrader 
Schrader went from uh, Oklahoma City out to the Los Angeles Lakers. So the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder continues to compile number one draft. Is, is that yeah. all it is? Like, do they even have enough men to like fill the roster, or is it just they're drafting like eighteen picks over the next three years? I think they got sixteen uh, picks in the oh. next five, or not, maybe yeah. more. Not maybe up, up to like twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six between yeah, the Lakers. I was just the joking when I said that many. That's crazy. No, oh. It is crazy. And then they trade. They were just traded. Uh, a couple more yep. here recently. but So we had Danny Green got traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then the very same week, the Thunder shipped him right back out and, <laughs> and got – this is a crazy trade. So Danny Green ended up looking like the centerpiece, going to the Sixers, and then the Oklahoma City Thunder took on Al Horford's contract, and then they got two draft picks going with Al Horford just for Danny Green. Just to take on his contract? So they well, got two draft picks with Al Horford. And wow. all you can figure with the Sixers making that trade and you send that with those draft picks, you're clearing cap space because you think you're getting James Harden, right? No. Nah, I don't think but he's going to. They, they got to pay why, their 600 why rookies. But why else are you sending Horford, who's a good player, out with those draft picks unless you think you're bringing something back? You mean Philly? Hey, yeah. trust no, the process, he, he, baby. He didn't fit in Philly. He didn't. I was going to say the same thing. But you gave up a lot just to get rid of him for Danny Green, who couldn't make a damn open shot. I think they were just happy to get him off they the They didn't books. want to pay the guy because him and MB together didn't work. It no, didn't work at all. No, it didn't. Like It should have worked. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Al Horford, play, right? Al Horford can stretch the floor a little bit. He's he's evolved on the shooting. Embiid tries to, but he's not really a good shooter. Man, Embiid, like, I think Shaq says it all the time, Embiid should be the most dominant player in the league right now, and he's not even close. Doesn't have the mindset. Nope. He'd rather, he'd rather take a top-of-the-key three-pointer than back someone down and you know, throw it down. Well, it's it's killing me. Another big thing happened today. I don't know why, but Gordon Hayward, uh, apparently he lives in Oregon now. He's smoking crack, and he decided to <laughs> decline his $34 million option and go hit, be a free agent. Well, I, I, I read something, too, where they said Boston was trying to work on giving him a uh, new deal, too. So is he really going to be a free agent, or is Boston I, just working something out to try to keep Personally, him? from the outside looking in for me, and I'm going to let you finish here, but if I'm Boston, I'm ecstatic. Let him go. I let him go. Let him go. I, I spend that money else. He's not been yeah. the same since the injury, since you got him Correct. in the trade. That's it, my opinion. What yeah. do you think? No, I completely agree with you. The player you signed for that amount of money is not the player you got due to the injury. If he comes back to you, he comes back at like the veteran minimum. He's going to be above that, of course, but that's what I'm saying. That's the player that you're getting. If he is still a Celtic after he opted out, it's for a team-friendly deal. They should be as ecstatic as the new owner of the New York Mets with <laughs> Robinson Cano opting out of the 2021 season due to roid rage. Those uh, fans are rejoicing because they don't have to pay his salary. You call it opting out like he had a choice. I, I made. I was making a sound that way. <laughs> he, he, he chose to opt out. Dude, uh, the decision he made gave the, Mar the Mariners an extra $4 million. I got you. Well, we're not going to go down the baseball rabbit hole. I didn't mean to do no, that. No, but, it, you know, it's fun. We, all, it's, we, it's we might the same in a thing. second. It's the same thing. So, right. um, the only other big news is Clay Thompson. Yeah, right. Achilles tear. They said it sounded bad right at first. We heard about this yesterday. We didn't have anything definitive, definitive, definitive until today. But Clay Thompson's going to miss his second straight season. This one kills me. I know he was on your all-time five team, which is crazy. <laughs> and I know it hurts you more than me. It was, wasn't it? But, but, I mean, I was looking forward to the uh, Warriors coming back. They just – Absolutely. With their number two pick, who we're going to discuss in a minute. Yeah. And then Curry coming back, Draymond. And 
Clay is a good defender, great shooter. Yeah. Coming back and challenging LeBum and his bogus championship. Yeah. But now it's not looking good. No. And this is this sucks. And then like how good are, how good are you even going to be after sitting out two full years now? Like what what's what's his Who's going to pay the guy? I don't even know where his contract lands, but I mean no one's going to say I'm going to give you a max deal. Uh, so let's just assume he's back with the Warriors. I, I'm sure he's still under contract because I believe he did sign a decent deal two years ago. But what what does the version of Clay Thompson look like when he comes back? Both Achilles, right? Well, no, one left was ACL, oh, right Achilles. Okay. Sorry, sorry. God, I think what happens is just retire. Yeah. <laughs> On the offensive end, he'll be close to the same player because this game wasn't based off an explosive first step, a ton of dribble. It was movement without the ball, quick shot. Even the game he had sixty some yeah. points, he only had the ball how, how thirty do you seconds. Cut like that, he's going to be like Sam Perkins. Where, just where the guard it really version. hurts him and it hurts the Warriors as a team is he was one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. That's gone now. There's no way you tear an ACL and an Achilles and come back at 31, 32 as a good perimeter defender. I mean, maybe he does, but it's very, very unlikely. I yeah. think you're underselling the, the movement without the ball part. I mean, who's to say he's going to come back and cut like he could? Well, get I mean, these open that's shots. what we kind of like. Even if you hate the Warriors, like as a basketball fan, like I always enjoyed watching them play. Because the spacing the, was that, amazing. That team, like they were, they were the only team as dominant as they were. Like they were the one team you could watch and be like, "Man, that's team basketball." There was so much movement, so many backdoor cuts. I mean, they they played off of each other so well. Now, what does that look like? Yeah. No, I, I you're right. He won't have the same athleticism, but I think that the basketball smarts that he has within that system, as long as Kerr's there with Curry. Him, Wiseman developing. I think on the offensive end, I don't know that he'll miss a whole lot. Would you still take him as one of your top five players of all time now? I I did that as a throw wrench in the cog, and I needed a shooter, and I wanted something different. <laughs> you could have well, definitely did that. Could have took Steve <laughs> Kerr. <laughs> hey, who scored the most points in the history of the NBA in a single quarter? It is Clay Thompson. How many did you score? Thirty-seven. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. So you're hoping for that career quarter. No, I'm just way saying, every time. <laughs> At the same time, when the game he scored over 60, he had the ball for less than 37 seconds. Biggie's motto is half the time, it works every Who time. Who was your point guard? <laughs> you need team. a team like that to I get you remember. over the top. You Who, need a player. Who was your point guard for that team? Was it Stockton? Stockton. No, no it was it? I can't remember. You don't even remember who your team was? I don't know. We might need to revisit this exercise again. My, my point was is that my, I knew who my number two was, and it would have been guarding his number two. So <laughs> you can have four good legs, and you're not you're not going to do nothing against my guy. All right. So the the part that uh, of the NBA week here that I didn't pay any attention to is the NBA draft. I cannot tell you the name of the person that was draft number one. All I know is one of the ball boys went number four. No, three. Three to Charlotte. Yeah. So so what's your take on the NBA draft? Did you pay attention of it? I know, like, full disclosure, it's really hard for us to follow the NBA. So this is a lot of NBA discussion for us right now. Well, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards went number one to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I really don't know if it was a play on his part because he didn't want to go to Minnesota for it's really who he is, but he talked about how basketball is not a passion for him. He'd rather be drafted into the NFL. Even at the draft that night, they were showing his midget league football highlights. Midget league. Yeah. Ooh, impressive. Threw him in a school. helmet. <laughs> uh, NBA body ready, freshman out of Georgia. There's no doubt he's got the body to play in the NBA, but from his own interviews and what he said leading up to the draft, basketball is not a passion for him. So you just drafted a kid number one right, who really but, doesn't but care look, about here, it. But look, here's where you're at. If you're at that stage in your life and you're not playing college football, it's a bluff. 
You I, just didn't I, think he wanted to go to Minnesota. Right. It's got to be something because there's there's no or way. Or is he Anthony Bennett? He could be Anthony Bennett. <laughs> why Why can't he be? You know, I'll say this. His his NBA comp, they're saying on the high end, if he hits every potential he has, is Dwayne Wade. Okay. Well, that's. Now, Dwayne know. Wade coming out of college wasn't what he ended up being. So, right. you know, it's the NBA. It's hard to tell. But he's going to a situation. You've got Rubio, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Lo. All right. So I think that, it's a wild card. So yeah. it, it could go either way. So yep. fair enough. That, that's how most draft picks go. Right. So who went number two? Two, James Wiseman went to Golden State Warriors. Best this player the in the draft. Most solid pick of the draft. Yeah. Hands okay. down. As a Bulls fan, when there was talk of the Bulls trading up to number two, oh, I sending, got excited. sending Wendell Carter Jr., a couple other players You're to like, uh, yes, get that Golden State. Here, Mr. Get me and Mr. Brown texting back and forth. Wiseman, to me, is the one player in the draft who I think is a can't-miss NBA prospect. I was like getting a little giddy. Please let me get back into <laughs> NBA basketball. So so who'd the Bulls take at number four? Oh, no, before we go to that, three, 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 oh, three. I could talk a lot about it. That's why I wanted to skip oh, it. All right. <laughs> well, hey, if, if, if you want to hit four for us, it took Patrick Williams, who just so you who? guys know. Who? He was the number four pick in the NBA draft. He was the sixth man, sixth man, sixth man of the year in the ACC last year. But, Florida State. Yeah. Second youngest player in the draft. He's 19, right? Yeah. Okay. He's got so much upside. I will say this. He comes in with an NBA-ready body. His top side projection is Kawhi Leonard, which, you know. <laughs> <right>. Yeah. <laughs> he Does he want to play in, their, in the NFL, though? That's he's important. got an NBA-ready no. body. He just wants to laugh like Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so who was third, Biggie? Well, well third. Well. Well. You know who really, really got drafted third? It isn't LaMelo Ball. It was LaVar Ball. It's LaVar, baby. Come on into the practice facility, son. I got something for you. I'll say one thing before you guys fill this up with LaMelo, LaVar, all that, Charlotte Hornets. I saw a picture of Michael Jordan in the gym working out last week. I feel like he was anticipating them taking. He already knew who they were drafting. LaVar. Step into the gym, bitch. He's never going to go to a game in Charlotte. If he's smart, but, I mean, he, he's an idiot. He is an idiot. He's probably going to tell him he pulled his hamstring, he can't play. Big baller brand versus Jordan. Let's it, do it. Wait a minute. Isn't LaMelo not even using the big baller brand? No. Nah. He, didn't he go to Even he realizes it's trash. He's like, no, no, no. I got to get out on this sinking ship while I can. Sorry. Like, man. the whole big baller brand went under. They had, like... Two million dollars they got they lost or they got sued for. I mean, that's I'm blown away by that. That is earth shattering news. I mean, he's done fell <laughs> off the cliff so damn bad. He, all he's doing in the news now is telling his kids, All you're gonna get, you're not gonna get a housewife, all you're gonna get toes. Yeah, that's all there are out there. That's great great fatherly advice. That's what he said. You can get a nice woman, yeah. you can get some Instagram <laughs> hoes. I'll say two things. One, the the Lamello Ball comp is He's a six seven Trey Young without quite the range. If that turns out to be true, this is a home run pick. Uh, it might be. He might. He might be the best of the bunch. Yeah, he could be the best of the bunch. Well, you know he's better than the middle one. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's in the D league. <laughs> the other thing I'll say is we can all talk crack about Lavar as much as we crack want or to. Crack. We can talk crack. He did say crack. Crack and crack. We're back in Portland. They yes. go together. Uh, <laughs> you got two kids in the NBA's top five picks. Another one that's in the league, we can all judge what he did. His kids are all millionaires. Yeah, I mean, you know what? At the end of the day, he provided bread, and that's all that matters. Now, 
<laughs> the court of public opinion is going to hate you forever. Oh, well. You got you got money. You got paid. So I have one question for you guys. Does this, whether we hear about it or not, whether it's out of practice one day, LeVar and MJ, do they ever play like a game to seven? LeVar will never do that. LeVar will never, ever, ever do that. We've seen, we've shown the video of LeVar playing like pickup at the gym, and it was a nightmare. Here's what needs to happen. This year, All-Star Weekend. Pay-per-view. All-Star Weekend, because no one watches it anymore because the dunk contest is atrocious. It's terrible. Bring it back. MJ, LeVar. 101. 101-11. $100,000 goes to a charity, a charity of your choice. A charity of your choice. And... It would be, you know, how people would turn into that. You know, they could do that because there's a year where they had uh, Charles Barkley run backwards against Dick, Dick Lovetta, Lovetta. Yeah. so they could do this kind of gimmicky. They thing. They should do that, and then right after Jordan wins eleven to nothing, he would immediately sign back on with his own Charlotte team, and they would go to the playoffs. I'm just gonna say this one time, Michael Jordan, if you're listening, Levar Ball is better than you. I hope he takes that personal. Because we know how he does when he takes things personal. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a huge sporting event that happened this past weekend that normally doesn't happen this time of year. And I can't say I watched a lot of it. I watched some. And I've, I've gotten a lot of feedbacks from some friends about it. And it was the Masters. So, Dude, I watched a fair amount of it just because it never happens this time of year. And it blew me away. When you look down at Augusta this time of year, so green, so beautiful. When you look at NFL Sunday, there was no CBS games in the early window. That's why there were so many late games. <laughs> I know, they were, right? It was just the the impact that the Masters itself has, what they did with the NFL schedule. So impressive. people pay attention. And, yeah. and, and it turned out to be a pretty eventful Masters because Dustin Johnson, did he not just set the record for the, the best he Masters? Did, 20 under in 2020 broke Tiger's record, the best ever uh, under par round or under power Masters. Oh, and he gets to go home to Paulina Gretzky every night, so good for him. I'm, oh. I'm sure he's doing good. Have you ever seen Paulina Gretzky? I have. Very nice. Very, Very nice. nice. So. I mean, all I know is that, you know, Tiger, he's been with a ton of tens. <laughs> ne- never won a golf Until now. <laughs> he dropped three in the water. I mean, that was that was that was great. The thirst was real. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Tiger, man. It, it was it was bad. But you know what? The the smart money coming in was all on DeChambeau to come in and dominate because, you know, he won the U.S. Open. He's been on fire. And I want to know how come golf isn't on PEDs uh, testing protocol right now because that dude's juicing, man. Have you seen him now versus what he used to look like or have you only seen him now? Uh, now he even looks big. I don't know what he used to look like, say, three, four years ago, but he looks enhanced. This guy is a freak, and I'm telling you, he's out there swinging like it's a long drive competition. He's ripping that stick back when he swings like as fast as I've ever seen anybody do it. I've never seen anybody on the PGA Tour rip the stick back the way he does and then swing, and and, and that's why he leads in drive yardage. Like, he's great, but uh, he, he sucked, and, and like – I remember they asked, um, who was it? Uh, I can't remember which golfer they asked. They're like, did you help uh, DeChambeau try to find his ball? And he's like, which one? Like, that's how bad of a yep. weekend DeChambeau had. So he was out of it. Woods was out of it. Dustin Johnson did a great job. Um, you know, the Masters is great. Even though it's not the normal time of year we watch it, the fact that it was on TV, it was still captivating. I got to see a lot of it. It was great. DJ was the golfer suspended for six months for Coke, correct? DJ, yeah. 
So he just won the Masters. He goes home to Paulina Gretzky, and he's been suspended for coke. Well, is he, he's not suspended right now. No, but he has been. So I, I'm he, just saying he likes new, to that, party. That's the new face of golf. He likes to party. Like all, all these kids are trying. We just talked about the NBA draft earlier and all that. Like, go play golf, man. You'll make a lot of money. I mean, could he not be in the sequel for Wolves of Wall Street? But I'm, gonna, I'm just like, <laughs> don't let your kids grow up to throw a curveball. Make them golfers. <laughs> hey, I'll, at least I'll you don't more like sniffing cocaine off a hooker's ass. But I got nah, that's that. between no, tits. Either way, you don't have to worry about CT and golf. Earmuffs, Isaac. <laughs> Earmuffs. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the other thing, I don't know if you noticed this or not. Uh, did you see where college game day was this week? They were at the Masters. Why were they at the Masters? Uh, because there was no college football games worth covering because Alabama LSU got canceled. So so before I get into that, one thing real quick back at the DeChambeau, one of the reasons why he did so bad was somebody told me that he's like a, a scientist when it comes to like studying the courses, like he's reading all the green stuff and things like that. And the masters doesn't allow it. So when he's at the masters, he can't get all these books and research the green. So he's just going in, going in blind. And do we have a uh, DJ Metcalf sighting? We do. Touchdown. All right. Touchdown Seahawks. So we'll get to that in a second. So anyway, that was the, the biggest thing. I learned that, that Augusta doesn't let you have the course books where you can research how the greens are laying and how they're rolling and the speeds and all that stuff. Yeah. So when you're so analytical, it's like baseball, right? He, he's over-analytical, so he costs himself. That makes a lot of sense, though, because there was a lot of talk about how it was in November instead of in April. The greens played a ton different, how they were soft, hard, different areas, that sort of thing. So, so he didn't have the cheat code. He couldn't read the book, yep. and he got he got screwed because he still outdrove everybody. He yep. was great. But anyway, back to college game day. So college game day is at the Masters. I know we're in West Virginia, but I can think of at least one place that would have been great for college game day to be, and the fact they weren't, I consider it a travesty. Where should they have went? Huntington. Oh, you mean because it was the 50th anniversary of them losing their entire football program in 1970? I mean, maybe. What I, more I, opportunity when you don't have a place to go than to honor a football team and a franchise? Or a no, we're going to go to a golf course instead. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, like regardless, I don't care. You're, if you're, you're if, only a football, college football show. I mean, you're listening to this. I don't care if you're in California, West Virginia, New York, or Florida. Like, the Marshall plane crash, they, they've made movies about it. It's a big thing. We, everybody knows it happened. It's the 50th anniversary. They're playing Dude. a home game. You don't have anywhere else to go than the Masters, and you couldn't put your ass in Huntington? You'll go to South Dakota State. You'll go to Ivy League schools. But the greatest opportunity presents itself, and you don't go. <sighs> As, I, it was a huge miss. Just Thank you miss. for pointing that out. Just a miss. I, you know, and, and I, I'm going to give credit to my buddy Jason Snodgrass that pointed that out to me. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, "Damn, that was a pretty good point." Like, why weren't they in Huntington? I mean, what do you expect? There, they got mass layoffs. They got interns running the asylum at ESPN. What do you expect from these? They guys? can't even put things on social media accurately. Now. Absolutely not. It's so, what do you terrible. expect from these guys? I guess for them to go to the Masters because that's all they can do. Not so fast. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> that's that's Amen Corner we're talking about. All right, so hello, sp friends. Speaking <laughs> speaking of college football, I got a trivia question for you guys. Do you know how many games in college football have been canceled or postponed at the FCS level so far this year? Forty-three. You say forty-three. What do you say? Uh, I'll go. 
Forty-four. Ooh, what are you like the closest without right going right over is? Going over. He's like that jackass of the Price is Right that bids one dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Mr. Brown wins because it's seventy-eight games. You have had seventy-eight games canceled so far this year in college football. It's crazy. And like right now, like we're talking about trying to do a playoff and stuff like that. And there's teams that haven't played like two or three games yet. The Pac-12 is a mess. Herm Edwards is, has got COVID, and Arizona State's not playing. Like is, this whole thing is craziness. And I love college football, but it has been so hard for me to get invested into this because it, it's hard. You, you don't have like every everybody playing all the time. Like Ohio State, and Maryland didn't play this past week. Like it's great. I enjoyed watching Michigan beat the crap out of or wisconsin beat the crap out of michigan but like dude if you look outside the big 12 and you take them out of the equation because how many games yeah the big 12 is the outlier yeah everyone else has multiple games canceled or rescheduled this year big 12 is going to have their season finished right after thanksgiving everybody's going to be playing all the way up till christmas yep this is insane so they just sit around and wait yeah, I guess. You know, I mean, maybe they can pick up some more games. Are they still thinking they're going to have, like, all these random bowl games still? Is I mean, it's gonna yeah. Work? Because like, right now, I looked at it this week. I couldn't remember the name of the bowl, but West Virginia's projected to play Nebraska in a bowl game this the year. Liberty Bowl, right? No? May, yeah, I, I think it was, maybe it was the Liberty Bowl. Maybe it was the Liberty Bowl. I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, there can be all kinds of different things because by the time we get to this point, who knows what those cities' travel bans Could you imagine, though? The West Virginia faithful going off against the Cornhusker. That faithful. hits close to home for us. Absolutely. Now, those are two fan bases that have dominated polls and brackets that we've put out they there. They hate each other. They do. Hate them. <laughs> It'd be great. Either way, like Alabama didn't play this past week, and like they're, they're ranked number one. But I'm like, how can you – I get that they might be the best football team, but if we're not playing – like, Ohio State was ranked in the top five all year, and they went the first four weeks and didn't play a game. Like, it, this is maddening. Dude, when I look at the Big Ten, here's one of the most, like, uh, political, uh, hypocritical, however you want to say it, statements. Nebraska, earlier in the year, was going to miss out on a game due to COVID. They tried to reschedule. The Big Ten said, hey, oh, yeah, they you got mad. no, you don't. Ohio State misses out on a game due to COVID, and all of a sudden – they're allowed to do whatever the hell they want to. Nebraska is going to leave the Big Ten and come back to the Big 12 within the next three seasons. Man, I hope you're right, but there's there's a lot of things with the rights that they gave the Big Ten that makes that really unlikely. And we can talk about that another time. We will. Anyway, college football has got me sad and depressed. But you know what? I'm still going to watch. And I and I hope, if anything, this might be a, a bridge for us to have an 18 playoff at least this year because how can you, how can you sit here at the end of the year and tell me you got right the – the final four. I mean, maybe expand it like the baseball playoffs just for this year. Right. Like, just try it out. It's uh, accurate. Like if if you don't make that decision now, you're you're a dumbass. You're you're letting other teams in just just so you're covering all bases here. I mean, I get it when you play twelve regular season games, but now teams might play eight, nine, or ten. Let's go ahead and enhance the field. Why not? I mean, I'd be good with it. Just like baseball. I mean, look, I agree. Let's try. It'd be better than the freaking you know GoDaddy.com bowl. <laughs> yeah. COVID season <laughs> rules and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. You guys ready to talk some NFL? Already. Are we oh, ready? Oh, yeah. Do we want to talk baseball? No. We don't want to talk baseball. We're going to try to do a show next week, even though we have Thanksgiving. 
But we're going we're gonna to deliver. Friendsgiving here Friendsgiving. from the crew We're going to deliver an excellent show next week. But before we get into the NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week, I have a couple questions for you. On a scale of 1 to 10, how dominant or how good, how great do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers are who are undefeated? I'm just going to go ahead and say that they are a 6 on a scale of 1 to 10. Them and the Chargers going into the last week are the only two teams in the league that hadn't lost a game by more than seven points. Chargers were two and six. <laughs> wow, that's a good stat. All right, so I, I got into this huge altercation as our page when ESPN or somebody, NFL, released the rankings for the top ten. The power rankings. And I commented as on our page, okay? Yep. And so it's kind of you created a stir. It kind of reflects your all's opinions too, even though you didn't mean for it to happen. But <laughs> it's a we're one so, of the same. All right, so I'm gonna ask you guys this question. All right, if the Chiefs, because it's kind of neutral field right now, it, there's, there's essentially, no fans. if the Chiefs and the Steelers met up right now on a neutral field, what would the spread be, and who would be favored? Eight and a half Chiefs. I don't think it'd be quite that much right now, just because of where the Steelers are record wise. But I would say uh, six and a half. Still a touchdown. Yeah, a touchdown, and I would take the Chiefs to cover. Even if it were eight and a half, which Chad and Mark just said, I would take the Chiefs to cover. <laughs> right. All right, so here's where I'm at, and that's why I wanted to ask you guys without even telling you what I said. So they did the rankings, and the, and the Steelers were one, Chiefs were two. Ah. And all I simply put was if the Chiefs and Steelers met right now, the, the Chiefs would be at least a seven-point favorite. And that's what I put, right? Right, right. And they're like, oh, you clearly don't know sports and all these nonsense. <laughs> and it was like, you know, like, you don't know nothing. It was a bunch of the Steelers fans come out in drones. You got to watch out for the Steelers fans. And I'm like, listen, I got it. You're a Steelers fan. I'm not a fan of either. I'm a Raiders fan, and I'm saying this about the Chiefs, for right. God's sakes. Who beat the Chiefs. Right. And knew that that's uh, – you uh, all play this week. Like, probably ain't going to happen like, again. It, we're not, we're not going to sweep. I no. mean, like, if we do, I'll be Are shocked. You, if you split, man, that's a win. You feather the Absolutely. Cat. I got roasted on that site because of saying seven-point spread, and it's realistic. Anyone outside of Pittsburgh would agree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, you know, people put too much stock in the undefeated. You know, Biggie, as a Patriots fan, you you love the Patriots, and they went a whole season without losing a game. And did they win the Super Bowl? They did not. They no. peaked too early. I mean, that's what happens. And, like, the Steelers have not been decisive in anything, at least when you watch the Chiefs play. Like, more often than not, you walk away going, damn, that's a good team. They're the better team. Steelers games, you watch them, and yeah. you're like, eh. yeah, I mean, they're solid. You know, I mean, it's it's not dominant. So that's that's one thing. I don't know. I just – I think people are getting carried away. They're not going to go – I guess this is the question we put out. What's more likely to happen, the Steelers to go 16-0 and or the Jets to go 0-16? And, and I think it's easily the Jets 0-16. It is. You know, and that's not to discredit the Steelers. Like, their remaining schedule is not, not is. that bad. I think the Steelers are the worst 8-0 oh, team. They, they are the worst the undefeated history of the team NFL. we've seen. No. Absolutely. I agree. 100% agree with that. Screw all them people. I, I can't Social media. can't agree more. <laughs> that is exactly Did I say seven? I meant ten. Whatever they are, it feels like four. <laughs> ten point spread, I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah, stay with me. How many, I thought you meant how many wins they had. Yeah, it's going to be a ten point spread now. <laughs> the Chiefs. Uh, well, we have 
Wow, well, several games to talk about this week. So right now, games. let's let's go ahead and talk about that the Seahawks and the Cardinals are playing. And Mr. Brown, you're looking like everything's coming up roses because you had this uh, uh, Seahawks right. cover and right. at three points. Yeah, I'm, am I the lone wolf on that? You're the lone wolf. For the Seahawks. I don't know what they make. No, I'm gonna go. That I couldn't have. You already hit the better. music. Hit the music. <laughs> no, not yet. We're not hitting the music yet. So, Biggie, you and I both hit uh, on Arizona. You know that we we think they're going to cover the three point spread. Seattle was a three point home favorite. So, Mr. Brown, the lone wolf there. So, so now that the music's hit, we just wanted to get that first one out of the way to let you know because the game's on in the background. We're watching it. It's already seven to nothing, and Seattle's winning. But we're going to give you the rest of the week. Our NFL Week Eleven Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks and. As of right now, if Biggie and Chad the Mark worked for Bleacher Report, we'd be ranked number one and number two, right? I'd be going on strike till they gave me a damn pay raise. And Mr. Brown is a reputable third or fourth place. Like yeah. it, 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 we're not doing bad. So imagine, imagine if we had all the resources. I'm telling you right now, guys. I'm tired of buying the beer, and I'm gonna come over 500 this week. Uh, so if you don't know, whoever finishes last has to buy the alcohol for the next week. So, And I'm four under 500. Mr. Brown had to take out a second mortgage. It's been so bad. We're not going to take it. <laughs> no. We'll see how this week plays out, but almost having amber ale tastes good when you're into week 11 and you haven't had to buy yet. <laughs> We have uh, the Terrapin 12-pack going on right now. But anyway, let's Watch get go two and twelve. This let's week. get to our picks. Biggie's a lush now on our dime. That's he what is. we're saying. That, that's pretty much what's happening because he hasn't had to buy. 24 simple. games over 500. I mean, he's – he's I, look, I, I'm just telling you guys, we're not trying to get any extra money from you from following us or joining the page or anything like that. But if you want to make some money on some sports books, just look at Biggie's picks every week. I think he's finished over 500 every single week except one. I make money on them. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> All right, we got some interesting picks. We got some interesting spreads, and I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. So we just went on a big tangent about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They find themselves on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars where the Steelers are a 10.5-point favorite. Can they cover the 10.5 points, Biggie? Last week, uh, I was uh, a little iffy on the Steelers when they had the Bengals. I really thought the Bengals would play better coming off the bye week. I told you. Two weeks ago, I took the Cowboys to cover against the Steelers when they had that big spread, and I told you guys this was easy for me. Steelers wouldn't cover it. I look at this week, Jacksonville coming off being on ahead last week in Lambeau against – Green Bay. They played well. They're not going to play like that two weeks in a row. And Tomlin is all over his team because they got the Ravens coming up. Don't overlook the Jags. I got the Steelers to cover. You got the and Steelers. I don't even think that it's they cover 10 and a half. I think they could cover 20 and a half. So I was thinking the way you started that out, it was going to be the Jaguars were covering. So he, he fooled me. Mr. Brown, what about you? Uh, last I heard, James Robinson, who's the undrafted running back, standout for the Jags, mm-hmm. number three overall fantasy running back. Yep, he's questionable. He is. So uh, I gotta go Steelers. As much as I hate to say it, because you're the worst, ain't no team ever. I'm still picking the Steelers. But even the worst, ain't no team ever gets to play the Jaguars. So I'm also taking them to cover because I just I. I I think they win by like 12 or 13. It's not going to be a huge blowout, but they'll, they'll I think it's like a 27 to 13 game. 27 to like 10. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. 
This is a fun one. We got the Philadelphia Eagles who are in first place still in the NFC East. How is that even possible? They're going to the mistake by the lake, the Cleveland Browns, where the Browns, believe it or not, are 6-3 and three and are a home favorite by three points. This is like one of the trickier games of the week to pick. If I could pass on this game, I would. Having said that, the mistake by the lake at home running game, Chubb, Hunt, just enough of the rest of the team. I would love to take my Bismarck boy, Carson Wentz. <laughs> Mr. Glass. To cover Mr. Glass. I just can't do it. Give me the Browns. So you're taking the Browns. Yeah. Biggie's picking this week based on fantasy. That's all this is. Because <laughs> he wants uh, Kareem fantasy. Hunt to do his thing. Uh I'm just picking it based on an innocent bystander, and I'm also taking the Browns. I wish I could add some, you know, animosity here, some some, some fever pitch, you know, differences, but uh, this is a coin flip, and I'm just flipping the coin, and I'm landing on the Browns. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles win this game, but, man, they just lost to the Giants. I agree. This is a coin flip game. Like, in the Browns, no, you don't not. know what no. to expect. Like you say, the you say this, this is a coin flip game where they're both heads. Okay, it's going to be the Browns. Just move on, Chad. I'm just saying, you Don't see, you, a coin. Carson Wentz is god awful. But how you every talk week of- that goes by, Breckle the Bone Hammer's <laughs> interception off of this clown is less and less appealing in high school. No one cares, Bone Hammer. Yeah, it's like anybody could anybody could have picked how him you, off in high school. How dare you downplay the hey, Prince? All I want to say is the Browns at six exactly. and three. They're they're like the Steelers version of the undefeated team. Just yeah. That's how I look at the Browns. He's playing like the princess. <laughs> Megan Markle. <laughs> no princess All right. Here's Here's another fun one. We got Atlanta on the road to Nolens. What Nolens with no Drew Brees, right? Ooh, like crab he, legs, baby. Crab, crab legs. We didn't talk about that. We got crab legs playing. We got Jumbalaya. broken ribs and punctured lungs and all kinds of stuff. And New Orleans still is a four-point favorite because – Vegas knows how Atlanta finishes games. So there's three games this week I looked at. When I looked at this one earlier in the day, New Orleans was actually a five-point favorite. Uh, the money's been on Atlanta then. You've got New Orleans coming into this game without Drew Brees. You're rolling with Jameis Winston, maybe some Taysom Hill. Atlanta's coming off a bye week under Raheem Morris, playing better football on the road with no fans. Give me Atlanta all day long. And I'll tell you what, if you're betting this game this weekend, take Atlanta outright. It'll make you some money. I hate that you picked Atlanta <laughs> ahead of me because I was going there. You are taking Atlanta? I was. So I guess I'll counteract your point and tell you that I'm taking the Saints because Sean Payton is the quarterback whisperer. Have you not seen what Teddy Bridgewater has been doing in Carolina this year? It's not because how he was in Minnesota. It's because of Sean Payton. And he's going to do the same thing. What? Is that our first lone wolf? No, Mr. Brown had one earlier. Don't give me that stupid look. It looks like you've been sniffing paint. No, I'm just like anyway. you're all over your division-winning Saints, and I'm just has it not worked? I, they, it looks like they are going to be division-winning after they stomped Tom Brady's ass the last time they played. Twice, right? Twice right. swept him. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh, when the Saints go marching in, sing it with me. Oh, when the Saints. I hate you guys. You didn't sing it with me. <laughs> now I'm just moving on because you guys are dicks. All I'm thinking about is like Princess and the Frog. When you sing that stuff. I hate you even more. Yeah. yeah. 
Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Some voodoo. <laughs> hey, that was kind of creepy. Yeah, it was. All right, I'm moving on because you guys suck, but I, I'm the lone wolf on the Saints. How about the Cincinnati Bengals, who we've rode high all year on covering the spread until last week when you guys took them, and I didn't. And I was right because they played the Steelers. But now they're playing the Washington football team where they're on the road in Washington, and Washington is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The most interesting thing about this game for me is the fact that I heard that the Washington football team name has come out as the leading contender to remain the Washington football team. Uh, Other than that, Give me those Joe Burrow-led Cincinnati Bengals for the cover, and uh, they'll win this game outright by seven points. Also, Alex Smith, comeback player of the year. I put this on the page like a month absolutely. ago, and some people absolutely. shit on it. Give it to him now. No, nah, he, he's absolutely the comeback player of the year. I'm sorry I was getting a refill. You were getting a beer, so it's the Bengals. Bengals and Redskins. No, no Redskins. Washington. I still, there's Washington, still Redskins Washington me, is a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Nah, I got to go Bengals. All right, so that's clean sweep across the board. I can't say anything else. I think I'm with you, Biggie. I think the Bengals win this outright. Yep. It's going to be the Bernard show. Yeah. <laughs> waka waka. This might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, how about here's a, here's a fun one. Let's go back in time to when there was a big playoff game between the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens, and we all know how that ended. Derrick Henry became a legend. But now we're playing again in Baltimore where the Ravens are once again a five-point home favorite. Against Tennessee. Against Tennessee. Can I go first? So, you sure can. I, I, it's real simple. I'm going uh, Tennessee Titans. No explanation needed. But go ahead. What you got? Tennessee is a five-and-a-half-point underdog. Yes. Tennessee's a five-and-a-half. I got five-even. Five Tennessee's a five-point underdog. Against a team that just gave up Damian Harris and Rex Burkhead running the ball down the throat last week that has Derrick Henry. But you picked that game right. Coming off a bye week. You picked New England to win. I I did reverse psychology there. Give me the (laughs) Titans. Well, I'm with you. I think Baltimore is in in trouble. I I think Baltimore is lost. They've tried to slow down what Lamar Jackson was good at, and and I think it hurt him. Man, Metcalf's a monster. Anyway, Tennessee – you know, they haven't been playing great either lately, but I think they get back on track here. Now, we all could be very oh, – man, I'm almost switching my pick in the middle of this, saying it out loud. Say it. Nah, I'm taking Tennessee. Say it. Oh, no, say it. You want to roll with them. Quote the Raven evermore. Right, you go y'all, y'all not. me into it. As I'm sitting there talking about it, the Titans lost to the Bengals. They haven't been playing well, and Baltimore's got to get back on track. They just lost to the Ravens. They're at home. Ka-ka! I'll give you the Ravens. I'll go lone wolf on that one. I, I had like Tennessee it. wrote I like down. It. I like it. Look at my scribbles over I like it. it. I like that was it. terrible. Just don't change it later. Peer pressure's a bitch. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go back to Biggie's squad. New England on the road against Houston. I, this is such a terrible game to pick. New England's a two-point road favorite. New England on the road against Houston where they've won two Super Bowls in that stadium as a two-point favorite this time of the year is really odd based off the last 20. I'll give you one stat why this makes this the easiest game of the week for me to pick. New England is second in the league in rushing, a DVOA stat. Tennis, or, uh, Houston, <laughs> 31st against the rush in the same category. They're going to run it down their damn throat so you're all taking day Houston. long. I'm taking New England to cover, and they won't even cover. They'll win by 14 points. I, I didn't. I didn't this need a stat. I didn't need a stat for that. Year. He's picked New England every week. 
I'm usually You know how much better you would be and how much further and first you would be if you wouldn't pick Homer New England pick every week? I'm also a West Virginia fan. Those two things kill me every time. Uh, Mr. Brown. I'm going New England. I am too, but I just don't like Biggie's logic. I just wanted to point that out. So congratulations for explaining something we all agree. Detroit, Detroit, on the road to Carolina. Detroit finds himself. I was the last time Detroit's been a road favorite. One and a half points. So it's pretty much a pick. Isn't Bridgewater out? Uh, he's questionable. I don't think he's out, is he? He is out. It was just announced earlier. Oh, thank you for that. That'll help me pick this game. I was going <laughs> to tell you afterwards, but you go ahead Sorry. and pick this game. Sorry, my bad. I've, I've been very, very happy with the Lions. I've picked them probably more than you guys have this year, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you I'm taking the Lions because I'm riding Matt Stafford on my fantasy. Who's starting for Carolina? Not Will Greer. It's not Will Greer. It's uh, some other clown. Not uh, the other dude they just traded the Washington who broke his Kyle femur. Allen. No, Kyle Allen's not there. It's some other piece of trash. That's how much I think of Will Greer. It's Gardner Mission you the fourth. Yeah. Yes. Uh, here's the thing. With it being a game-time decision on whether or not Stafford plays with that thumb injury, I'm rolling with the Lions here. You've got no McCaffrey, which they're used to playing without. You also have no Bridgewater. That's a big one. Yeah. I, I like the Lions in this spot. The Lions are just Who's dumb the backup for the Lions? Backup what? Quarterback. Yeah, Stafford's playing. I thought you said he had, uh, it was questionable. It, he is he's questionable. Playing. I believe Chase he'll Daniel. play. I believe he'll play. He's playing. But uh, the Lions are just dumb enough at four and five to think they can make a playoff run. I mean, the Panthers than, are about better to shut than the Bears. down for the season. I mean, I don't even know who the backup quarterback is for the Panthers, so I gotta go. With hey Siri, who's the backup the quarterback for the uh, Panthers? She don't know. P.J. Walker? Isn't that the guy from the XFL? It is. Yeah. Oh! You know, oh, wait I'm a minute. My wait a minute now. That, I'm going with the Panthers. Oh! I can't change because I have to ride Detroit because of Stafford on my fantasy team, but P.J. Walker makes things damn interesting. So That's who's starting. P.J., I, it's rather him or Will Greer. I'm the lone, I'm the lone You're Panther. You're the lone Panther. Damn, I just shit my pants. Give me one of these. Meow. Meow. <laughs> I did that, and y'all ridiculed me, so I don't want to hear it. All right, how about Miami on the road to Mile High, where the Dolphins, who I told you last time we had a discussion about football, might just make the playoffs. They are a three-and-a-half-point road favorite going into Mile High. Uh, to me, this is one of the more interesting games of the week, a team really rolling that we don't feel we're as comfortable with. Going in Mile High, which is traditionally a hard place to play, but it's actually pretty easy for me to take the Dolphins to cover. How much is the spread? Three and a half. No, I'm going Dolphins. So uh, we're all going Dolphins here, and actually, I think this is an easy game to pick. I think I know exactly who Miami is. They are a scrappy team. They play good defense. They play all three sides of the they, ball. Yes, they definitely Lock play punch, special teams. Special teams touchdowns. Every week. They're not just throwing it on two and winning. You see how bad Denver was trash. Look at last yeah, right. week. Right. Uh, yeah. Vegas. Vegas. Last week, he's got broken something. Well, and Vegas the, Ra- the Raiders' the defense doesn't even freaking no. cause no. turnovers. No. And they gave up four interceptions. Look, man, the Raiders dug the hole. Now the Dolphins are just going to throw a minute and bury him. That's how it works. All right, how, here's a high spread. We got nine and a half points for the home team here. The New York Jets. No. 
Joe Flacco. People buying Joe Flacco jerseys here. They're on the road to the Chargers where haircuts are awesome. And Justin Herbert is leading that team. So will the Chargers beat the Jets by nine and a half? Here's the thing. I'm a little iffy on whether or not they beat them by nine and a half. But I'm Facebook friends with Joe Madden. She's a big Chargers fan. And all she does is build them up. Go Chargers, go. And our quarterback got a haircut and all this. So I'm on a Chargers high right now. So you're I'll take them to cover. The Chargers don't do anything other than close games. This is the week they do something other than that. They're going to win, but they're going to win by less than that. So I'm going with the Jets. Mr. Brown already had mine wrote down as New York Jets. It's the same thing. Like, the Chargers just can't win a big game. They're not winning by double digits. That's the only thing that had me picking the Jets to cover. So I don't know what you want to do for the Chargers unless you want to give me an Arnold. Go Go Chargers, go. Go Chargers, go. That works right there. There's your lone wolf on the Chargers. All right, Green Bay, who was a disaster this past week for the most part and then kind of woke up a little bit. They're on the road to Indianapolis. I freaking hate this game. Indianapolis. This This is a tough game. This is a pick What's the spread? The Colts are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going Packers real quick. I don't have to give an explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Packers are a a two-and-a-half-point dog. Yes. I'll take the Packers. All right. So I will say I hate this game. We're all Packers across the board here. I'm like Mr. Brown. I just think the Packers are a better overall team. They'll score enough points. The Colts. They're the underdog. They're the underdog. How's that possible? I, I, because they're at Indianapolis. That's and you know stupid. how loud those 500 fans get in the yeah. uh, Lucas Oil. Dude, people in the Midwest will uh, shoot you with the BB you gun. You could have said the Packers were a six-point favorite, and I still would have picked them. Well, let's see if that comes back to haunt you. I'm telling you. I'm with you. All right. Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> on the road to one of Biggie's favorite teams he likes to pick, Minnesota. And the Minnesota Vikings are a seven-point home favorite. Mm. So I got the Minnesota Vikings, eh? And they're playing at home, you say. You don't have to change your voice. Just talk normal. No, in my normal. <laughs> well. Hey, dude, the Vikings are rolling. By the time we're done talking here, they're going to be 7-5. and five. They're not only going to win this week, they're going to win by two touchdowns. As slow as you're talking, they're going to already be out by seven. <laughs> With a Dalvin Cook touchdown. Exactly. So I'm going Minnesota. Dalvin Cook has been a monster. And I will say that the last time I was so confident in the Cowboys to not cover a spread was against the Steelers. And, oh, we were all wrong on that one except for Biggie here who pulled that one out of his ass. Ah, it doesn't happen again. It's definitely Minnesota across the board here. All right. We're down to the Sunday night game. Mr. Brown's Las Vegas Raiders, who have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs, are hosting the Big Red once more, this time at home in the giant Roomba. And the Chiefs are an eight-point favorite. Well, last time we we came up with the win, and then now Andy Reid's looking for bulletin board uh, material. You guys circled the empty stadium in yeah, your buses. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't even nothing to do with the Raiders. It was the bus drive. It, it was, was just the, lost. It was the bus drive. I've been to Vegas. It's hard to find your way out of there. But the bus driver. Anyways, you get a good year. You split with the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs because the Raiders can't sweep. Here's the thing for me. I appreciate where you went with the bus driver. 
And also, the Raiders have multiple guys on the COVID list. I know they're at home. Cousin Sal told me to take the Chiefs this week. <laughs> well, we're all taking the Chiefs. So I, I'm just – there's no way the Raiders do this twice. Now, it's a big spread. Like, the Raiders could lose by four and we're all wrong. But I think the Chiefs are going to come out with something to prove. But there is this little thing of reverse psychology that makes me think that the Raiders are oh, going to win this what game. What was the spread? Mr. Brown is only picking the Chiefs to stroke his own ego here. The spread was a touchdown, correct? Eight. Ooh. 27 You got three seconds. Three. I'll take the Raiders. What? Wow. Now I feel like we're going to win, guys. Just win, baby. You're the lone wolf going with the Raiders. Bum, 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 bum. When the autumn wind is a Raider. That that works. I'll, I'll accept it. We'll allow it. Last game, Monday night. We got a barn burner on Monday night between the L.A. Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is a four-point home favorite. TB12, Gronk, A.B., Ronald Jones, they're covering. Give me the Bucks. See, here's where I'm at. I think the Bucks cover, but I also think that AB gets kicked out of the homeowners association. <laughs> I think they cut his ass, and then the Bucks still cover. Is he throwing bicycles at people still? Probably. Is that what he did? He's destroying security cameras as well. And he's throwing bicycles. I think the Bucks win. AB gets cut, and the and the Bucks move on with their merry little season. No way. The Bucks don't cut AB. It makes their season come to a crashing halt. But just not this week. The Bucks cover as well. Four points. I'll give them that. The Rams, they're kind of eh. 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 Hated it. Eh. Hated them. <laughs> Let's just do more random sound effects. <laughs> right. That was our week 11 NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. And if you want to make some money at Las Vegas, you could follow Biggie. You could follow Chad the Mark and make a little less. Mr. Brown's trying to get you to the point you where you can follow him. You know what I think I might start doing this week? I'm going to throw out. Colin Cowherd does his blazing five. His blazing I'm gonna five. Do, I'm going to do Biggie's blazing five. Yeah. Biggie's big five. No, nah, we're going to call it, yeah, Biggie's big five. Biggie's big ones. Yeah. Just call them big ones. Yeah. We're going to call them Biggie's cojones. I'm going to throw out four picks. Either way, we can do something. Maybe we can get a little cheddar off that action, off that sweet action. We need to do something. We got to do something. We spent all our money on renovating the studios here. We need to get some more. uh, We need some income. We need some more capital. We need more clicks. Follow us on uh, OnlyFans. No, wait a minute. We're not doing that. I know we're getting down to the wire here. We got an interesting Cardinals touchdown review happening. But you know what? We're we're upon the witching hour here. I'm going to cut it off. Biggie, you got anything else to say before we go? Go Patriots. Mr. Brown's outside taking a piss. So we're going to wrap up the show. This has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. We hope to see you next week for Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful weekend. Watch some football, and we'll see you next time.